Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Hey there, magical humans. Before we dig into this episode, I want to share with you something I've got brewing. It's called the Up Level with Ease Sisterhood, and it's a group coaching experience designed for an intimate group. So I'm limiting the number of people in it. We're going to dive into who you are, what your mission is, and the whole balance between masculine energy and feminine energy. Feminine energy is all about ease and flow. If this program calls to you, if it calls to your heart, if you feel pulled to it, message me ASAP for more details and to reserve your slot. Now, on to this fabulous episode. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My guest today is Nicole Fortunasso. And this woman, let's see, she's just pure magic. Reiki master, tarot reader, total mindfulness expert. And I am so excited to introduce her to all of you. Welcome, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much, gorgeousness, for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I am so excited to share you with everyone and get to know you better myself. Let's start in with your story. Can you share just with everyone a little more about yourself, how you got to where you are, maybe where you are physically? Yeah. No, like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. Like I was originally started off in the business realm. I worked in startups and technology and um, I did that for many years and I just always felt like there was something missing and I felt like always really connected with the spiritual realm. Like I felt like I could, um, I could do Reiki. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, Oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I got to learn about, um, about this concept about universal energy, being able to access it and really connect with it to provide love and support for myself and for other people. And for me, like I was just thought instantly when I heard about it, I can really do that. I can really do that process. So I wanted to start learning about it. So I just looked at a local um, a Reiki school. It was here in Montreal. And I just started my journey exploring and learning about Reiki and spirituality and about chakras and just undertaking, you know, that, that journey exploration. And I didn't like, I did my first certification in 2013 and like I started in 2011, 2012. So it took me a while to get there and I only just completed my Reiki master like a, a couple of years ago now. But, um, it was, you know, I really wanted to learn everything I could about helping people, helping myself. And so I've just collected lots of different things along the way. Like I really love personal development. And as an energy worker, it just goes nicely hand in hand. I studied science and the body. So I kind of like understand that's the other myriad that I feel really adds to 
the Reiki and the healing process is just understanding, you know, some of the anatomy and, and things like that. And during my process of discovering Reiki, I kind of like tapped into my more into my intuition and psychic abilities. And like I, when I was doing healings for people, I could read messages off their body, like different parts of their bodies would have messages for me. And I'd share that with, with the person. And sometimes too, it was really great when doing um, Reiki treatments for people. Sometimes they get messages as well. And we just decode the session together. Like they might've felt something in a certain area. And I'm like, Oh, you felt that I felt this too. And I, and I got this message and they're like, Oh my God, that makes total sense for me. So it's, it's really, really a nice process. And as part of that, like wanting to go into developing um, my intuition more, I got into tarot and exploring that. So I really love doing those things just to help people and provide positive insights. Like I'm not about like reading the future and, or any of those things I'm about, like helping the person where they are at the moment, what, where are they trending in their lives? Um, do they want to continue on that path or do they want to say, Hey, you know, I'm not liking where I'm going. Can I pull back and, um, you know, do something different? And sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes some things just happen the way they happen, but at least you can be prepared for it mentally. Cause even sometimes being prepared mentally for something is amazing compared to not preparing at all and being shocked and, and stunned by what's happening in your life. So, so that's, uh, that's my journey in a nutshell. But at the same time, like I am like starting up in my spiritual journey. So like some, sometimes I do marketing work for clients because that was a big part of my life for many years, working in the business realm, like understanding the corporate realm. Like I was part of a um, startup that started out of an apartment and, you know, sold a few years ago for uh, $40 million. So I know what it's like to go through the business mindset and really understand that whole process. And at the same time, like, you know, I discovered I wanted to honor myself and really, you know, help people, help people help themselves. Cause that I feel is the most important thing. Were you, do, were you helping people help themselves when you were in corporate? Yes. And sometimes no, because I was young and, and like, as a young person, you can be a little bit egocentric and you're really discovering your own personal power. And I was quite young and I was quite high up in the organization. So that, that played on it. So I struggled with that. And I really, you know, during my journey, I learned off managing through other people. I learned from my mistakes and I also looked for things to help me along the way like I did a lot of personal development when I was in the business years because like for me like one thing that I felt was really hard for me in the business well I always felt like I was lacking something like I was never good enough and what I was doing was always wrong and you know sometimes I would get that feedback from people that I was working with so it just reinforced that negative mindset I had on myself and it wasn't until like I got out of out of that um, organization and like explored more into spent more time you know doing some doing meditations doing healings for myself doing healings for other people I just kind of like discovered there was another path there was another side and I was there wasn't something wrong with me <laughs> if that makes sense because I for many years thought oh my god I'm not I'm terrible. I'm missing things. I'm never going to be good enough. But then I just discovered, Hey, I'm a person. I'm doing the best I can. 
you know, I have like most of the time good intentions and I want to keep having good intentions and I want to share that with other people and, you know, promote that. So that's, that's what I did. What do you think it was that made you feel like you weren't good enough? Oh my God. Well, this for me started in my, like, I'd say in my early childhood, like just being like I was from second generation immigrant living in Australia. Um, there was hangups from my family that were lovely, lovingly passed down to all of us as kids. Like, cause even my dad, like he had a lot of racism. He was white, but he's Italian. He had a lot of racism as a child. Like he had some pretty nasty things said to him by adults that, you know, the kids that he was friends with. He was, you know, and there was lots of, and even my mom, like her last name was unusual. She was Dutch. So those things, uh, you know, you get teased and those type of things and they pass pass on to you and you carry that. And I think for me, like it kind of like started there. And plus I was a girl. So there was that, it was like kind of like that stage where your family was really supportive of you, like to try and be your own woman and, you know, go out there into the world. I know both my grandmothers tried to support me. They said, don't get married too young. Don't get married right away. Enjoy life. You've got plenty of time for marriage and kids. And so they were like really awesome from that perspective. And even my parents, they, they were awesome. They let me do anything I wanted to do within reason, but they were pretty strict at the same time. <laughs> Weird dichotomy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like essentially, I, I think it just came from my childhood of just being insecure and it just being reinforced by different things that happened in my family and school life and stuff like that. So when I got out of school, I just felt, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. You know, I've noticed a trend people that tend to have um actually i want to say the people that have spiritual gifts because they believe that we all have spiritual gifts but people who are really (laughs) connected with their spiritual gifts um tend to have had a background of lack of self-worth yeah and I think, I think that's really like looking back, I think it's important as a healer to have that because it's that, that starts the empathy. Mm. But I think too, some of that could be like, because we're sensitive, you pick up on other people's insecurities. I had to learn that the hard way. Like I was, I was picking up on other people's stuff all the time and I didn't realize it and I owned it as my own. And mm. that was for both good and bad. Like I would take on people's anger. I would take on people's resentment. And it wasn't mine, but it felt like mine. And I would act out on it, you know. So, and this would cause disconnect with people because they're like, well, Nicole, you're not like that. But I was acting out in that way. So, how do you figure out what's yours and what's somebody else's energy? Yes, that is an excellent question. Um, it takes practice, like knowing and stopping I think like for me I did it very from the intellectual perspective first not really the spiritual mindfulness realm and like I worked with um I did work with the therapist actually that was amazing um and she was like very supportive and helped me just understand and identify different topics in my life and isolate them like and isolate triggers like who cares? You feel like that way. You know, that was the attitude, but you feel like that way. So what was the trigger to do that? What can you do about it? So it was very a mental approach. Mm. So that was 
I did that a lot first and I practiced that. And I think, because for me, as being spiritual with Reiki, I really believe in the trinity of mind, body, and spirit. Um, it's really great to work in all spectrums. You need to work in all spectrums because this is all that we have available for us. And if you don't work on one thing, it's a detriment to the other and it kind of doesn't put you in the best light possible. But sorry, I digress. But <laughs> um, yeah, so with the mental aspect, I really focused from that perspective. Then I started like later on learning more about energy and the interaction with energy because I didn't realize that before ever. I didn't realize that empathy connection, how we're all connected energetically. And it was through Reiki that I discovered that. So it was more about knowing that and practicing, you know, the tools that I did. And like, you know, when I do workshops with different healers, um, they helped me uncover different aspects on how I could, you know, protect myself more, um, shield myself, identify, um, you know, what's mine, what's someone else's, that type of thing. Like I had a really great life coach uh, a couple of years ago, Jim Hunt. He's, he's amazing. He's a psychic and life coach, intuitive life coach. And he was really great in helping me like go, you know, trust more that I have my spiritual aspect and I could explore that. He gave me the courage to do that. And he also, you know, pointed out like, stop carrying other people's shit. I can see it on you. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. stop it. You're, you're just picking it up. You need to practice your, um, you need to practice your skills of like, you know, just blocking other people's energy, not taking on other people's energy, just protecting yourself a bit more when you go out into the space so you're not bringing that home with you. Because sometimes, like, even now, like, sometimes, like, we were just having this conversation yeah. just before, <laughs> before, but it's more like, um, you know, you'll go out somewhere and you'll pick something up or you'll connect with someone in some way and you'll pick up their energy and you start acting like that. But sometimes you don't realize you're not yourself for a little while it's only like you know someone may say something to you or you might just stop for a minute and just have a mindful moment and go oh yeah that's not mine <laughs> let me get rid of it <laughs> yeah I can sometimes I can feel the energy is like super jagged yes like, yeah. that, that's not mine I yeah. don't want it no but that's awesome that you've identified it that way because that's how you know like everyone's different like they feel it differently that and i learned a trick from i don't remember who i learned it from so i apologize for not giving credit but <laughs> she said um you ask is this energy mine yeah if it drops into your lower belly it's not yeah that's awesome. so that's what i do and then if i if it drops into my lower belly it pretty much like return to sender with compassion yeah no that's that's beautiful and perfect but yeah, there's so many different ways you can like, uh, you can decipher the energy. Sometimes like I get cues visually or a sense of knowing, and then I'm like, okay, I need to do some work to move the energy or cut energy cords or something that's going to help separate me from others. We talked about this a little bit before we hit record. Yeah. What does cutting the cord or cutting cords mean? Yeah. So cutting cords is the process. Okay. So let me just explain the concept of cords. So like the first cord that we physically have is with our mother when we're born. It's umbilical cord. We, you know, we're connected through our belly button to our mother. Um, and that also happens in the energetic realm. 
So you have um, connections and interactions with friends, family, co-workers. And every time we have interactions, some of those interactions can be really loving um, energy. And sometimes they're not great energy. They're, they're attached with some negativity or, or something that, you know, is to hurt, like, you know, to, to hurt us or to, you know, in, not hurt, but like, uh, you know, get us like wound up, like something like poking a bear at his stick, like these are cords and they are attached between us. And it's kind of like the concept of like they're invisible cords and they're kind of like, you know, when you, the, the game, like where you play, where you might play, where you, when someone rings a phone and you guess who it is mm-hmm. and you know who it is straight away, that's, that's so-and-so. And yes, it is. That is, that is the person that I was thinking of. And that's a representation of the connection and the cords we have. So sometimes for us, like when we do cord cutting, it's to help us get our own space back to help us separate us from the other person. It's not to say that we don't love the other person or, you know, think that they're negative or nasty or bad. It's just like, you know, they're going through their journey. They're going through their space. I want to reclaim my personal space. I don't need their energy, but I give them love and support. And for my cord cutting exercises, I like to imagine having a cord with the person and then slicing it with with, uh, a knife or scissors, samurai sword. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love how you're bigger and bigger yeah exactly <laughs> whatever whatever floats your boat for the cord cutting and uh then at the end just close the door and just say you know I give you love and light I'm wanting back my personal space I wish you all the best and I am going to be here for you physically if you need me but I don't need that energy that you're giving me anymore mm. so that's kind of like the the process and it's really liberating like to do that process like you feel so much lighter after you do it and how often do you do it I do it like as I need for different circumstances like I've done it a lot in the past so I feel like because I, I have done it a lot in the past and then I maintain myself with uh, energy exercises to p- protect my um, energy body I feel like I don't have to do it a lot so because I feel like I'm proactively making sure my energy is always clear and clean and stuff like that. So, but if I do sense something that's not there, I'll use um, a visualization. And how do you make sure your energy is clear and clean? This is a great question. So um, there's a couple of different ways that I do depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So sometimes I imagine first all, first up every morning, my routine is, just to check my energy, what's going on in my body, how do I feel, you know, I, I um, use my mind's eye to go past into my energy field just to see if there's anything there that doesn't need to be there. I also sense my chakras with my hands, which is part of the Reiki process, like just saying, hey, how are you chakras today? Are you, you know, in excess? Are you deficient? Are you blocked? Um, and I just do a sensing of, of what that's like for each of the chakras. Um, at the moment, I'm doing a crystal healing course. So I'm using um, a selenite stick as part of the process. So I'm kind of like using selenite uh, over my body. It's a gigantic selenite stick. If you saw me, you'd probably think I was a weirdo. But <laughs> who is this lady with this long selenite stick? Is um, it like a huge one? Like mine's only like that long. Oh yeah, I've got a small one that's good for yeah. traveling, and I've got one like that's massive, <laughs> like that's like the size of a gigantic ruler. 
and it's, and it's awesome and I just use it to like wash over my my aura and use that as a cleansing process and then afterwards I do some protection work like I imagine a energy bubble around me and then sometimes invite in different colors <laughs> to what I need for the day I love it how do you choose the colors um, well, mainly I work with white, but sometimes like I'll choose a color based on what's needed because the different colors represent different things. So you've got, you know, if you want more compassion in your life, you, you might introduce pink. If you want healing, you'll introduce green. Um, if you want better communication or higher knowing and knowledge, I might use the blues or the purples to help with that, with that process. And sometimes I'll use darker colors too for protection. Oh, I'm not familiar with that at all. Yeah, I know. Like sometimes like, cause like the dark colors like associated with like, um, like some of the crystal energy, like a tourmaline or um, like a, like a, like a dark Navy, that type of thing, like just to use as a shield is really mm -hmm. nice. Mm. I, I think the first like energy shield I ever knew about or ever created was basically a disco ball. Yeah. Like mirrored. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was having a party in my own little <laughs> energetic space. Awesome. <laughs> really, like it's, it's um, with energy work, you're limited by, and even meditations, you're limited by only your imagination. Like, because our intent and the way that we think, the way we feel, like, you know, there's probably, if there's any healers listening to this uh, podcast, they'll probably have their own little unique process that they've developed over time that suits them. Everyone's different. You just kind of like have to experiment to find out what works for you and your body and how it works. And it's so fun to hear what other people are doing. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So much inspiration. <laughs> oh, I know that's, that's the same with me. Cause I've learned from like, I like to learn from different healers and different people and I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to try that at my next, uh, to see if that works. And sometimes they integrate things. Sometimes like, no, that didn't work for me. Yeah. So we've been dancing around. We've talked about Reiki a few times, yeah. but there might be some people listening that don't know what Reiki is. Maybe I'm totally off, but can you just explain what Reiki is? please? Okay. I will. So um, Reiki is about it. Re other names for Reiki that you might see is like healing hands or healing touch. Um, and they follow a simple, a uh, similar modality. Reiki um, specifically comes from a Japanese, um, a Japanese guy who developed the technique in Japan and he developed different symbols to help people learn about Reiki and universal energy and how they could channel that specific energy um, through themselves and pass that energy onto their, to their client or the person that they were seeing to help um, improve their situation. For me, when I do Reiki, like I like to always set an intention as part of that, because I find that's more powerful. Like sometimes people don't know and they want something general, which is fine. But if, if you're really clear on the, on the topics you want to work on, the energy can really support you and help move things along. So I like to use that as part of, um, part of the process and Reiki it's similar to a massage, but like without being massaged per se, like you'll lie down on a, on a massage table and, um, the Reiki practitioner or master will um, put their hands over your body 
over different chakra points. Sometimes they might touch, appropriately touch, I should say, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the chakra points or different parts on your body to help move or shift energy that they sense while they're doing the the treatment. And like anything, like there is, um, our body has so much wisdom in it and it has different messages for us all the time. And it's so funny. And I used to be like this. I used to ignore messages. My body would give me, you need to rest. You need to do this. And I'm like, nope, I've got to work today. I've got to do this. I've got to be captain invincible today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found I did that a lot in the corporate world um, to my disadvantage, of course. But um, yeah, our body has so much wisdom and we can really connect with it. We can really discover like different insights and meanings for ourselves and even every cell it communicates like if you have ever studied anatomy and physiology every cell is communicating with each other they're working in harmony they're supporting each other for the greater good of your body and this is kind of like where we were speaking earlier like everyone has the ability to heal themselves and you know, you don't have to be a healer, but listening to your body, like resting when you need to rest, exercise and move when your body feels like moving, um, paying attention to what food feels good in your body, what doesn't feel good in your body. You know, if you want that fry or burger or whatever, good, go for it. You want that today. It's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. But, you know, just listen to what your body has to say because it has a lot of wisdom. Mm. I really like that perspective because I think. I don't think many people think of that as wisdom from their body. First of all, I think, I think there's a lot of people that think of it as like, that's the stuff I should do. That's the stuff that's good for me. That's like following the rules and shoulds are shitty in my opinion. Yeah. No, totally. Um, And then there's, I don't know. I just, I love the word that you use the word wisdom there. Wisdom for me is like a deep knowing. Yeah. And that's, and we all have that deep knowing and we ignore it like hell. Like, you know, we'll be distracted by TV, by work, by all the things that we need to do, that to-do list. But we really have that wisdom. We have that self-healing. And when we take the time to connect with it, and this is why mindfulness is so powerful, like, you know, doing some meditation and breathing every day is really important because you get to listen. You stop and you listen to yourself and you listen to yourself and you can think, oh, God, is you know, I'm, I'm saying this in my mind today. God, I don't want to be saying that. I don't want to be thinking that. I don't want to be thinking that negative thought. Like what caused me to think that negative thought? And mm-hmm. so it's part of that process of moving it. And-, and mindfulness, in my experience, allows me to listen and honor the wisdom that yeah. my body is sharing with me. Totally. Because there, is, there was the stage of just listening. Yeah. I'm like, okay, my body says rest, but that's really inconvenient. Yeah, so right it's now. just going to have to wait a little while. Whereas now it's like, no, my body says rest. Yeah. Okay. No, I totally agree with you. And our lifestyles aren't built for that. Our lifestyles are built to follow this nine to five paradigm where we're meant to be doing certain things. We're meant to be, you know, a mother, a wife, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, like <laughs> whatever it is that we're meant to do, we put all these restrictions on ourselves because we're, that's what our society's done. And, you know, there's not really, our society hasn't got a built in, Oh, you need a relaxed day today. You need to honor your body today. There's no respect for that. No. Which makes it 
hard yeah <laughs> it makes it easier to ignore our wisdom again like and that's why we get stuck yeah in my personal opinion anyway yeah i agree with you it's one of the reasons when we lived in maine i'd be even though i'm self-employed yeah and it didn't really affect anything i would be so excited for a snow day <laughs> i just want to do I nothing. love that even love though it, it wouldn't affect my call schedule yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome there's something about that can't really go outside yeah yeah, yeah. it's and just giving ourselves that break yeah and that's really important um and actually on that along those lines i was talking to somebody recently who used to live in monterey california and her biggest struggle with it was that there was it was beautiful every single day <laughs> and so she felt like every single day she wanted to be outside playing playing yeah. playing and never had that rest time yeah that our bodies crave that hibernation yeah which and is more extreme in yeah like, in the northern parts north. of the world yes. yes like where i am right now yeah like we've got in... a lot of snow this morning we got like seven centimeters i think oh, really <laughs> yeah. and i imagine it's completely dark there right now right yeah it yeah it is starting to get dark here right now yeah i don't miss that yeah <laughs> okay. I'm jealous. Um, Don't remind me. I had endless summer. I came from Australia. <laughs> you can come stay with us. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, all right. So tarot. Let's play. Yes. Oh tarot yes. Cards. Do you, do you want a reading, or do you want me to talk a little sure. bit about tarot? What do you what we talk? Like we'll talk a little bit about it first. I'd love a reading. Do whatever okay, you feel awesome. called to do. Okay. Awesome. So for me, like I, I started before I did tarot reading, I did the Oracle cards and Oracle cards are really great. Cause they're like little point and shoot. Like they're very specific. They've got clear messages for you and it's really great. And then I went on to do tarot and I work with the Crowley deck and I love the insights that they talk about and they, I like the wisdom that they provide. And I, for me, tarot is about like connecting into the other person. It's really about, looking at their unconscious as a mirror because when when i'm doing tarot like the cards i'm doing are not a surprise to the people that i'm doing like they're like oh yeah that makes sense that's so right like i was thinking this um and that's what it should be it's just about presenting to you this is what you've been thinking this is what's been going on for you is this what you want going on yeah. <laughs> it's your confirmation because i believe with us like we nothing set in stone like we can choose our purpose and our destiny every day and for us like you can change it if you don't like where you're going use use different tools that you like to use to change your mindset you know whether you need to go speak to someone work with energy do positive affirmations work with your life coach you know but we can't change anything until we see it yeah <laughs> yeah that's my favorite phrase that i learned in 2018 is you can't read the label from inside the jar. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we need other people. That's why we need coaches. Yeah. That's why we need tools like tarot. That's yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> can't read the label from inside the jar. That's awesome. So, okay. So I'm going to do for you, I'm going to do a 2019 spread. And um. The first card that I'm going to choose for you is from Be The Change. And it talks about like, it's just like little positive affirmations. So for me, this is your positive affirmation theme for the year. And I got for you perception. 
So I know there are infinite ways of looking at things and I open myself to exploring and learning from different points of view. Oh my God, that's totally you. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's even the theme of your podcast. I love yeah. it. So you're going to be continuing on that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do from the uh, Crowley deck, just a few little ones here. I'm just shuffling right now, hence the silence. So what I'm doing, I'm going to do, I hope this is not too long, but I'm going to do a 10 card spread for you on this one that will support like the journey. I love it. Going through. I'm so excited. I didn't know this was going to happen. And I'm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so you can do with this as what you will. <laughs> okay. Um, so the focus for you for the year is the Prince of Wands. So it's like, for me, this is like, going off, taking charge, full of passion, full of fire, full of uh, innovation, um, creativity, intuition, and you're just going fast at a fast pace. Because we're on video, I'm going to show you the video, the pictures. I, these these are really cool. Yeah, they're really nice cards. Uh, your challenge in for the year is going to be power, <laughs> which is this is the card here. It's like a little fort and you've got uh, a fortress around it, but it's like, I see this as um, like, like the, the power of your situation, not conflicting with your creativity. Like, you know how sometimes we get caught up in that um, aspect of being like uh, focused on where we, we should be, what we should be doing. I do this all the time myself. And sometimes that can act as a block. Yes. It, power in itself can be very powerful and awesome and we need it. But, you know, sometimes it can do that. So just to be mindful of that. So like the, the um, contrast between looking ahead at yeah. the finish line versus being yeah. present. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next card you got is the seven of discs. So this is what's kind of like driving you. Like, you know, you're wanting to create new things for yourself and move forward. And this is what has been going on for you. Next in the past, like intellectually, um, you have been working on like different things to like bring them together and it's been coming to an end. Like there's, this is an end of an intellectual cycle for you at the moment. Mm-hmm. That feels right. Um, the, the next one is uh, where you are at the present time. And this is kind of like, you've got this card of, you've got this, creativity it's the five of wands so you've got a lot of creativity but there's a block going on at the moment mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that feels so true right this second that feels like this week. yeah yes well you know the other thing is we've got like a we're in eclipse season at the moment so things are going to be shaking up for us a lot so this block is going to be a good thing because it's it's releasing for you because when we go when we have like for me we're in this deck when we have cards that are like the challenge cards for us they're so awesome because you know you can't create 
beauty unless you've gone through the hard yards or you know the mud you can't be the beautiful flower or the movement of chain if you haven't gone through through that experience so true also in the future i've got the lover so i think your your husband is playing a nice important part <laughs> in 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 what you're doing okay so another major driver for you is like logic. You're a very logical person. You like to have things all organized. Um, you can make sense. Like even though you've got a center of intuition, what's balanced by intuition is good logic, which you have. So you're able to take all these complex ideas and you're able to make sense of it for people. So you can sort of see that by this card here, like there's a lot of going on and then all the swords are coming together to make sense. So other people see you in this year, like as protecting the fruits of your labor, like you're really like making all these beautiful things and you're, you're in there, um, you know, protecting and harvesting what you've created. Um, your hopes for this year are Valor. So it's the Seven of Wands, which mm -hmm. is really awesome. And Valor to me represents, like when I get this card, like I see it as like individuality. You're wanting your individuality and creativity to shine through. Oh, nice. So, sorry, I see the cards before you. And I think, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, so you've got the Aeon. And what I love about the Aeon, it's about new beginnings, but it's like from the perspective of like really great wisdom and maturity and insight. And it's really about, there's a lot of change that's going to be happening, but the change is not going to be like you're starting over again. You're going to be connecting with everything that you've worked with in the past to bring it forward and into fruition this year. Mm -hmm. And that's connected to the current block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but you'll move i think what what is going to be the help here is your partner he's gonna he's gonna help you he's gonna be your mirror love that and also just i want to do like another one for you i want to read take something from the goddess deck yeah angel deck and then i want to pick a color because this is what i normally do for my 2019 i can love this <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually am like kind of grumpy about editing podcasts after I've done them because yeah. I don't like reruns. I yeah. when I've done it, I've done it, and then like it's amazing, and I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I can't wait. I I get to edit this one, so I get to listen to this again. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna pick you a goddess card. Oh, this one jumped out. Oh, two of them jumped out. Oh, this is really nice, and I think this is for you too. You got Ishel, medicine woman. You are a channel for divine healing power. And you know what's awesome? Because we were talking before about your dog and there's all lightning behind her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's really awesome. And you got um, Maui, Mother Earth. And it says that you are called on um, to help with the environmentalism. But I see it as like helping also connecting with the mother spirit like connecting and helping others with with reaching their potential all of that feels so right yeah it's really really you okay 
Ah. So, Ariel, you've got new psychic and spiritual experiences are changing the way you view the world and yourself. Allow your spiritual gifts to open through study, prayer, and meditation. That's fun. Yep. So you, my dear, have got some work to do in the the spiritual (laughs) and psychic realm. And I think this is like suits your theme of perception that you got that we picked earlier, looking at things and being open to exploring new things. And lastly, I'm going to just pick a color theme for you for the year. This is perfect because I'm repainting my office. I'm like, give me inspiration. (laughs) Silver. Ooh. Be persistent. Can you imagine sitting in a silver (laughs) office? No, No. you know what? You should get the silver strobe ball like you do for your protection bubble. Yes. Yes, I totally need. I need more sparkle in here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really sparkly, this card. It's really nice. It is. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I don't know if the walls, I I don't know about that. No, no, not silver walls. (laughs) I can just put mirrors everywhere. (laughs) I'd probably get so sick. Yeah, I know. It'd be too, it'd be like sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't handle it, but that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so you can add sparkly things. So I'm going to share with you, this is, this is my quote that the universe wants you to be sparkly as fuck. And my friend Ginger made it all beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So that kind of goes with silver. Yeah, it does. It's all sparkly. Love it. Nicole, that was so fun. Thank you. No worries. So much for that gift. No worries. I'm glad I could do that for you. How, so do you do that remotely? Do you offer that service? Yeah, I do, I do tarot remotely. Like, um, cause I, I, I do that for a number of clients actually. Like I, I do it over Skype or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's good. And sometimes I do remote healings as well. My preference is to work, do healings in person. Cause it's a little bit more, um, you can get, I, I, I don't want to say effective, but it's like, it's, you can get more in touch with the person by being there present with them. But um, definitely sometimes like for people like, you know, that are close to me and that are far away, yeah. <laughs> you know, I sometimes send little um, packages of energy for them, little, um, little things to just help them energetically for whatever they're going through at that particular time. What's your love language? What was my what? Your love language. Are you familiar with the five love languages? No. Oh. Wow. You have to tell me about this. <laughs> so, okay. There's acts of service. Yeah. Gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. Mm-hmm. And we all have a preference. Yeah. For giving love. I'm a words of affirmation girl. Yeah. Pete is uh, acts of service, primarily. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just trying to think what I would be. Like, oh. Mm. I'm like a Sagittarian. I love to do bits and pieces of everything. (laughs) So I love to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. So I might pop in and out of the realms, like of the five realms, like depending on the time of the day. That's so <laughs> fun. Floating my boat. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
Um, but I love that. That's really awesome. Yeah, look at there's a quiz you can take. There's oh think, sweet. Yeah, maybe that'll help me better identify that. There are a bunch of books too that I've never mm-hmm. read. But I've heard they're good. <laughs> Disclaimer. I've awesome. never read them. I have recommended them to clients, but I've never read them. <laughs> That's good. This this whole episode has been so magical. I'm thinking I'm so that glad. this would be a good time to close it. So yep. how can people learn more about you? How can they work with you? Tell me all the yes, things, please. Thanks. Okay, yeah. So um, my website is justbreathein.ca. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Nicole Fortunasso. On Facebook, it's Just Breathing Energy. Um, yeah, and you can work with me like with uh, like Reiki or um, tarot readings. So, and if you're looking to get some clarity or some energetic support in your life, because sometimes we need that. Like, you know, sometimes. Like, you know, we, we, we go look after our body by going to the gym and eating right. And sometimes, you know, we have to speak out our problems, which is really handy. Um, like, you know, speaking to a friend or going to see someone that's a professional just to help us verbalize everything. But sometimes, like, we need to work with the spirit because, you know, energetically we carry around baggage sometimes that we, even though we've dealt with it, the past pain, it's still in our aura sometimes. And sometimes, you know, it's, it does shift naturally by itself but you can speed it up by working with someone that does um, healing hands or Reiki or that type of thing. So I really suggest it. Like it's, it's a really relaxing experience. Like for, for me, all my clients that come see me say, Oh, I love it. It's so relaxed. I love it. <laughs> and you would know, cause you've, you've done some Reiki yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's a really, it can be a really beautiful, relaxing, insightful experience. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly. Thank you so much. This oh, is thank you. amazing. Such oh, a I'm gift. so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. You've been so wonderful to have me on today. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, Go to my website, kelseyabbott.com, and there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome. Awesome.